Hi, everybody. It's Howard and Kidder coming to you before we start the show uh, with some sad, tragic news. Uh, Kidder and I were shocked to learn uh, this week about the passing of a, of a good friend of the show and of ours, someone we've known uh, since high school, Kidder probably for even longer, and that was the sudden and unexpected passing um, of Cody Schmidt. Yeah, the terrible news uh, came to me uh, the 14th of July that uh, our friend Cody had passed on into a much better place than any of us are in. Um, Having known Cody for 24 years and other friends of ours for even longer than that, it's a, a very tough loss for those of us here at uh, Beer Blues and BS. And just wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about Cody and his uh, impact on our lives. Now, first of all, Cody always had a smile on his face. And in fact, one of his nicknames uh, from other people that he worked with was Smiley. Because every time you saw him, he was smiling and happy to see you. I always had a joke or something funny to say or laugh at, too. You know, that was one of the great things about Cody. Is that he always had something to laugh at, even if it was himself. And that was one of the other funny things about Cody, is we could always laugh with Cody and make fun of Cody together. Because it was always something ridiculous. Uh, For those of you uh, who don't know, here in the Triple B family. We've referenced it a couple times uh, in our wrestling reviews, but uh, we had a backyard wrestling federation, couple of them, called uh, NDWF, the North Dakota Wrestling Federation, along with ELCW, the Extreme Lincoln Championship Wrestling, and uh, just LEW, the Lincoln Entertainment Wrestling. Uh, Basically, stupid wrestling in our basement or Cody's basement or the funny guy's basement or in the backyard of anywhere that we could get to somewhere to wrestle. Uh, Characters along the way, there's Cody McMahon, Cody 316, the uh, Stone Cold Steve Cody. Really, uh, a lot of Stone Cold and Cody references, but there's also uh, Cody wrestling as Booker T. Hilarious. Uh, the Bushwhackers impersonators. Many, many more. In fact, he and Justin, uh, better known as Ultimo Justin, just had some of the most hilarious tag team matches and just brought a comedic eye to all of us in, uh, as we grew up we did the backyard wrestling in fact uh, the story i've told before i'm pretty sure i've told it on the show of where i was uh, half electrocuted putting the fan back up was in cody's basement so you know that he not only electrified your personality but made sure that uh, you felt a little bit of shock value as well uh, just <clears throat> the fact that that cody is no longer here there's a, a, another void to fill and carry on but we know that Cody 
is always alive in our memory. Every time we got to see him, got to see each other, it was it was another great moment. Get to laugh, talk, joke about the old stupid days about how we almost injured or seriously maimed each other in the old NDWF basement days, but just the lasting friendship for years. And well, it's very tough and I could talk for a long time and really the better people to do that would be the funny guy and dinosaur to really share the funny moments that we had and talk about him, Cody, or Ultimo Justin himself to share all of the best moments of Cody. But 36 years too young, our friend Cody Schmidt. Moving on to a better plane of existence. Let's hope. From all of us here at Triple B, we miss you, Cody. And we would like to dedicate this show to your memory for Cody. will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. The podcast is like an after-school special that teaches you about the dangers of gambling. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Yes, I know, we have the Mark Kidder. There are many other shows that have Mark Kidders, but we have the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? One and only. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? We're here and we're ready to go with another show. So well, let's do what we can to make it a good one, as usual. Although I think I'm still waiting or we're still waiting to actually have a good one. So maybe tonight's the night. 69's finally there. It's going to be the night. I don't know. I got a feeling. It might be indigestion or acid reflux. I don't know. Uh, yeah. How about you? Hi. You? you know, I'm just, I'm just glad to be sitting down uh, talking to you. Uh, you know, I I know we we tend to share quite a bit about our lives. Not everything, because not everything that we talk about when it's just you and I could be shared uh, for legal and technical reasons. Um, 
but I, I think we've both been through a couple of hellacious weeks and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I've been looking forward to this all day, sitting down, talking to you, having a couple of brews and, uh, and just relaxing, letting the stress of the week drift away and just enjoy. And then I remembered what I have to drink on what's on tap. <laughs> yep. But you know what? It's worth it because there won't be any TV static right here. It's just going to be up here. And in my can. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, kid, we might as well get into what's on tap so I can start this punishment and get it over with. Um, I'd ask you, but I might as well. As I said, start this, get it over with. For those the faster of you, who, you drink it, the faster it disappears. I think that's exactly it. That, that tells you what I feel. Uh, for those of you who checked out our coverage of Money in the Bank, uh, you know that uh, I made a bet with Kidder about whoever had the worst of the prediction scores. Whoever lost at predictions would get to drink this tasty White Claw iced tea lemon. And I lost. So I'm drinking this tasty white claw iced tea lemon. I keep trying to tell myself that it's tasty so that, uh, you know. Mind better. over matter. Yep. Let me just talk about this, Kidder. They repeat their facts around here, but not like in the same order. So I started reading this and caught on to it. But it's one gram of sugar, 100 calories, made pure, one gram of sugar, gluten-free, 100 calories, made pure lemon. Hmm. Uh, description, crafted using our uniquely brew pure, uh, brew pure process, sustainably sourced brewed tea and the finest flavors to deliver a surge of pure refreshment like no other White Claw. Hard seltzer iced tea, made pure. My God, buy these people a thesaurus. Ugh. Yeah, a lot of other hippie language on here, you know, sustainably sourced, brewed tea, naturally gluten-free. It does contain alcohol. That's good. I'm going to need it. Um, 5% alcohol by volume. It's a hard seltzer with flavors. It's a hard seltzer iced tea made with sustainably sourced tea. Oh, man, no wonder I don't drink these. Okay, enough stalling. Well, it smells like tea. With a hint of lemon. Cheers. (laughs) Oh. Grown again, so the camera switches back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Kidder, this is bad. You know what, Kidder? Um, I I can actually say, I don't recall ever having a white claw before. So this is probably my first. (laughs) Oh, it. Okay, I like my tea a bit on the sweet side. You know, as people know, you can usually catch me here with a brisk iced tea. 
It's sweet. It's a bit more sugary. Um, this is more like drinking tea tea. And I'm just not mature enough for that. <laughs> so. Drinking on tea teas? <laughs> well, this is gonna be a, a sh- this is gonna be a show. It's gonna be a show, folks. The jokes don't get any better from here. Oh, but okay, I'm accepting my punishment. Mm. Teaches me to bet on money in the bank. I shouldn't do it. Just shouldn't do it. Kidder, please tell me you're drinking something better than this. <clears throat> I had to remember what I was doing. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking. Right. I almost forgot. I was enjoying seeing the static just disintegrate your brain. Um, let's see. Let's go into. Let's do one of these. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm not. In honor of Cody, because he loved Mountain Dew, I'm going to have this Mountain Dew. So, grab the handy dandy Yeti, uh, cozy there. Uh, this we've talked about it on the show, and I've had it uh, a taste of this, but uh, haven't had a full one. So tonight it'll be the full one. This is the Mountain Dew Hard, and it is the watermelon flavor. It has zero sugar, so you have a one-up on me in the sugar content category. If, uh, you know, it actually wanted to try and focus on it, but that's how it goes. So, again, the nice-looking can is the snake is all over the watermelon there. It is 5% alcohol and 21 plus do the do. What else do we have on here? A ball corporation aluminium. Look at that right there in the bottom in super non-focus. You're, you're welcome. I don't know what, what's going on with it tonight. It just doesn't want to focus. What else do we have? 100 calories in this thing. It's 12 fluid ounces, which, of course, is 355 milliliters. It's a malt beverage with natural flavors. Right artificial sweetener and certified color because you know if you're going to put color into something it has to be certified allegedly all right so let's go ahead and open this thing up again It, it smells uh barely like mountain dew but very watermelony It's kind of like if you're drinking a Mountain Dew and then you have a watermelon Jolly Rancher that you ate two hours ago. No, there's a lot of flavor in in this. It's it's almost overpowering because it's not very Mountain Dewy. Ugh. Yep, there's that. All right, well, we'll make it through. <clears throat> Somehow. <Yeah>. Barely. <laughs> oh, why did I keep drinking this thing? Oh. 
it's not getting any better. Although the lemon flavors out a bit more, so that's a plus. Maybe. <laughs> I was hoping that you'd uh, keep drinking it right there, try and get rid of it, <clears throat> and then we can see I, your look, great I, facial expressions. I, I, you, well, I, I get that. You know, I, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm trying to power through this fast. I mean, we might get to what's on tap round two fairly quickly because I'm hoping my round two drink is better than this. But uh, it's hard to say because I've seen some of the things that are on that label and kind of questioning why you gave it to me kidder oh yeah mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's right well i know that you're not necessarily a fan but maybe it's time definitely time to get uh, onto something else <clears throat> oh man this is terrible how is this a popular drink i don't get it here you go. There you go, Kidder. A Howard's hot take. White claws suck. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because at the Crossroads Bar and Tavern, just north of Bismarck, delicious food. I have to give a quick shout out to them. Delicious food. But they have a white claw machine. And it's not like a vending machine that you go up to, punch, get the white claw. No, it's a white claw claw machine. So you put a dollar in and you have like a 10% chance of getting a white claw. And it's not even cold. I'm like, why? Why? That was what I Why just would said you drink it? <laughs> why would you even do that? I mean, I get that, you know, it's, it's what, a dollar a play, you said? Yeah, I think it's a dollar. But, I mean, what else can you get for a dollar? Somebody else to punch you in the face. They'll probably do that for free. You can keep your dollar. Yeah. Well, and especially since it's a claw machine. And as you said, a 10% chance of winning. So, by the time you get that white claw, I mean, it's not really then a cheap white claw. It's a, you know, probably inexpensive room temperature white claw. Yeah, because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not chilled. It's in the machine, and you probably won't even get one. People who drink these just must be idiots. No offense to my sister-in-law who drinks these. Wonderful person. Love her to death. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't see the appeal. Except for maybe watching all of your friends suffer when they take a drink. There definitely <laughs> is that. Oh, and we missed. I was trying to kill me, get her. Oh. <laughs> oh man i'm glad she only gave me the one and that we don't have to keep this bet going on future um prediction shows <laughs> i'm just trying to say as little as possible because this is this is gold <laughs> this th this yeah, is I, like the cherry lime but worse right yeah oh man I just don't get it. I just don't get the appeal. I don't get the appeal. I mean, maybe if you really liked tea, you'd be like, woo, but I just want to finish it and drink something else. <laughs> that's, that's the goal I now. Mean, we're almost there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Watch, watch. I'm going to try and push this so that we go from right from what's on tap round one to what's on tap round two. <laughs> I believe that would be a first in uh, triple B history, <clears throat> having uh-huh. a double what's on tap. Um, no, actually, we had one where we were almost back to back with it. Like we did what's on tap for like almost the first 30 minutes of the show once. I forget when that happened, but it did happen. So, Kidder, uh, we, we didn't really, well, dive into the uh, how each other's weeks are going, but, um, you know, uh, how's it going? How you doing? I see you got a new Stanley Cup Champions t-shirt. Yeah. Which I got a funny story I can tell you once we hear how your week's doing. Oh. It was shit. So there's that. Also got the hat. Put it there for a little while. Have some other gems on the way, but they're not here yet. So no, the uh, the story I was going to share is our new uh, development director, or not development director, our new department director. Um, I was sitting next to him at our monthly uh, d- department meeting. And his mug says, you are in the presence of a diehard Maple Leafs fan. And I'm like, great. The shit is going to fly, you know? Because, <clears throat> I, I mean, I the, the first thing that immediately jumps is to go, well, clearly, Nazem Kadri had to join a team, a better team to actually win the cup. You know, something along those lines. It was a much better mm-hmm. line. I blame the White Claw for distorting my memory. Um. And so I, I was just was waiting, was waiting to bring it up, and I, I I brought it up the mug, and he goes, "Oh no, I got this in a random grab bag. I just like the size of it. I'm not a not a Maple Leafs fan. I'm just like, oh. I mean, it is it is very good that he's not a Leafs fan, I, right? But you know, I, our, our new department director. I mean, he's a really good guy. Um, I've talked about him a little bit on the show. He's actually big into wrestling. In fact, he asked me if uh, if I was going to WWE when it's here in Bismarck. He's already got his tickets um, and is going. So uh, he looked at uh, front row uh, for a bit, but uh, his wife kind of scoffed at the uh, $500 price tag. <laughs> so he's not in front row. But uh, I also have... Uh my tickets for it. Um, I uh, got as close as I could. And I did not want to pay the $500 for the elevated experience, like with a one meet and greet or the thousand dollar experience where you get to hang out, you get to walk the ramp, that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like paying that much. For it so <clears throat> got my tickets they were expensive enough yeah i i could have got the cheap ones sat you know in the back or whatnot or even where we sat last time they came but it's saturday's main event damn it it might be on the uh, peacock wwe network so maybe there's a chance you'll see yeah. me i you know what you should do kidder you need to get yourself kind of a tannish hat and a slightly faded green um, 
smiley face shirt so that if you do show <laughs> up out there, everybody's going to be like, hey, pay-per-view guy lost a lot of weight. He's looking really good. <laughs> and then pay-per-view guy will never be on this show. I don't know if he'll ever be on this show to begin with, but I mean, <clears throat> there is that. You mentioned your week was uh, bad. Mine was pretty bad, too. Um, <clears throat> on uh, on Monday night, we uh, we took Junior to a new park that's near our house. Um, and he was having fun playing on the playground. Uh, but the, the playground had one of these sections that you could climb up to the higher level. It was kind of like different elevated lily pads almost. And uh, he was climbing up, and he was doing a great job climbing up these things. And I was standing there watching um, very closely. But there was another little boy there, and unfortunately, Junior got distracted and stopped watching what he was doing. And so he started to fall in between these lily pads. And would have. I mean, he was almost to the top, so this was going to be a pretty good fall. And I lunged, and I was able to catch and save him. Um, such so that was fine but i woke up the next morning kidder and just to excruciating pain and uh apparently i either like strained or pulled my groin muscle in rescuing him <laughs> so for like the whole rest of the week today's about the first day that i almost walked like normal like i've been walking with a limp all week but like it is hurt to like sit down to bend over and pick something up to like bend over tie my shoe going upstairs was murder. It uh, it was bad, kidder. You know, it was just hopping along trying to, <laughs> you know, get by. But it, it it made like all of the other crap I was dealing with at work and such like just even more excruciating. Like it's like oh, this is just not great. And like, I even at one point, I was over, uh, I was talking with IPA Rob, we were having a quick meeting in his cube, and I was sitting in the chair that he has in his cube for guests, I just couldn't, like, find a way to sit, like, I just tried forward, back, oh, just, it hurt so bad, I eventually, like, excuse me a minute, I went up, went all the way back to my office, or to my cube, rolled my chair all the way back, <laughs> like, oh, that's better, <laughs> I can at least sit now. So, thankfully, I'm on the mend, um, Kidder. Uh, it doesn't hurt so bad. I still have just a little bit of a limp because walking with a limp, you know, you use different muscles and things like that. So, other parts of me are sore now. And this had some other consequences, which I will talk to in topic four. But uh, hmm. I, I see you, you wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, San Diego Comic Con. An event that started out for nerds and now has been taken over by like all of the media publicity stuff to the point of like, I would never want to go to San Diego Comic Con. I think it would just be too many people and I would be annoyed. Yeah, probably at this point. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> of course, Comic Con is upon us. We. Uh, upon us, as in the 21st through the 24th. You almost made it, didn't you? I'm done. Oh. I finished it. 
He's going to cry a little, but a, a little bit. Uh, uh, mm. Well, I don't so, know if chugging it as quickly as I did was a good decision, but I'm uh, I'm good. So you finished talking about Comic Con, and then maybe we'll jump to round two if you're ready. And I can get this taste out of my mouth, please. Sure. <laughs> Uh, really two reasons why I would follow Comic-Con and that is number one, Star Trek, number two, Doctor Who. I haven't seen any Doctor Who updates, but I have seen Star Trek updates. There's going to be several panels there for, uh, the latest Trek series. So going to be interesting. And on top of it, there's supposed to be some new reveals and surprises. So, uh, number one, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Decks, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds will be featured, uh, including members of the cast, the executive directors, producers, uh, that sort of thing. And it will actually be moderated by Leah Thompson. And that name might sound familiar to you, perhaps ring a bell. Well, she uh, really got, uh, I guess, her starring role and most notable role in Back to the Future. And <clears throat> she directed an episode and then was a guest star in the next episode that followed the one she directed of Star Trek Picard season two. So very interesting. Looking forward to that. I'll keep watching uh, all of that as it heads into, you know, as this comes out last week, but we'll go from there. What else could it be? I'm really hoping as a tease that they reveal another new series coming out or something. Because a fun fact for you there, Howie Blues, it just so happens that Strange New World Season 2 has wrapped filming. So now it goes to the production department. So then it can get polished and produced and wrapped up to be airing by this time next year. Looking forward to that. Also, the premiere date for Star Trek Lower Decks has been released and it uh, is coming to us in August. In fact, if I look at uh, a calendar for uh, August, uh, most likely August 24th ish. Hmm. I believe or 25th, 25th, I think. So toward the end of August, there's a, a short break because as we talked about last week, strange new worlds, uh, f the season one finale aired and now there's a little bit of a pause but we'll, we'll wait and see. Also, as a side note, the Ms. Marvel finale was released this week. Have not watched it, but there's supposed to be some extra revelations. So we'll see what that holds. And potential ties to the new Thor movie, which next week I'm hoping to uh, get time to see. And that's uh, oh, the, the Orville as well. They're continuing with new episodes. Have not yet watched this week's, but again, continuing with that. 
There's the SDCC, ST, PSTLD, STSNW, and more. Wow. That was a, that was a good abbreviation. So, uh, Kidder. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Hey, don't, don't, don't feel like you have to rush on, on my part, you know, not, not at all. But, uh, Kidder, how's the lawn doing? <clears throat> it's great. It's nice and green, thick. I'm letting it grow out a little bit. So then, uh, you know, when you cut it, uh, uh, with it getting hot, like it uh, did today and this weekend and next week in the upper 90s to 100, you know how it puts a stress on your lawn. I'm going to wait to cut it, let it grow out, let its hair hang down a little bit. You know what I mean? Not so stressed. I don't like a stressed lawn. What about you? Well, Kidder, um, as much as I'd like to just like not mow uh, this weekend while it is incredibly hot, because of the whole leg injury uh, thing, I didn't get my weekly mow in. So my lawn is looking like overly shaky and is being overrun with weeds at the moment. So it uh, it needs a it needs a, a trim badly. Um, so I, uh, I I will be out cutting my lawn. And uh, I know it's going to put some stress on it. I'll try and give it a little extra love. Maybe run the old sprinkler cycle uh, tomorrow evening once the sun goes down close to dawn. You know, just give it an extra run. Just uh, give it a little extra love. But, yeah, I was out actually tonight before the show um, spreading a little roundup on some of the worst patches of weeds pulling some weeds, um, trying to trim down some things that needed to be trimming. Um, but I, I eventually had to quit and come back in and shower and such because I was already breaking out in hives from all the lawn work. So, Hives? What are you hiving? Well, I'm allergic to grass, so which is why mowing the lawn is like my least favorite thing of all time. Don't you think that's kind of ironic? That both of us, <laughs> bear with me, both of us have so much in common that we're both allergic to the same freaking thing. Now, I, I don't specifically break out in hives, but my head feels like it's going to explode and the snot just comes draining out. Yeah. See, and I, I don't have the, the, the snot issue, but yeah, no, I break out in hives from, from plant life like that. And then uh, it also affects my lung capacity. So like if I do a lot of like mowing where I'm smelling a lot of the grass and such, like I can feel my lungs start to seize up. So fun times, but it's not my favorite chore because of that. But, um, you know, with with the addition of Little Miss to the family, it's been hard for us to keep up on, like, some of the weeds. Like, our flower beds look kind of like shit right now. So, um, trying to trying to take care of that. We have some maple trees that seeded all throughout our lawn and in some of our bushes. So, I was cutting some of those out and all of that, so... I'm going to be probably outside doing a lot of uh, weeding this uh, 
this weekend and trying to trying to get it back. But yeah, no, mine is uh, it, it got away from me because of the whole leg injury. So and uh, yeah, and that's not even the only thing I got to work on here. Our uh, here's a fun story for you. <clears throat> so on top of all of this stuff, the injury and all of that, our uh, our dishwasher stopped working. Like would not light up. Like you could push a button, nothing happens. It's like great. And then uh, I think it was gosh Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. All of a sudden, it just lit up like a Christmas tree. So all the lights are on. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, I, I said to I said to the lefty, I'm like, well, at least we can uh, Google search that. Let's see what it says. So it sounds like the control board is out in our dishwasher, and. Uh, there's a couple of things you can try to do, such as like turning off the breaker or unplugging it for like an hour and letting it sit. So I get to do that. But to unplug it, you know, you got to pull the unit out. And with a bad leg, I haven't been able to do that. And so I, t- I told my mother in law about it. And she's like, oh, well, well, gosh, we can, we can have Brian and Tim come over and do that. And I'm like, no, thank you. Because. I don't like Tim in my house. Um, and I definitely don't want him pulling the dishwasher out. God knows what he would break. Um, so anyway, I got to deal with that tomorrow as well. So yeah, that, that's that's my weekend is trying to like catch up on all the shit I couldn't do when I had a leg injury. <laughs> Start at the breaker. Go 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 at the breaker first. Don't don't start yanking things. Just just start somewhere easy. Yeah, it's just not been a good uh, good year for me in appliances, man. The AC went out. Now the dishwasher's out. I, I'm a little afraid for my other appliances. You know, it's, it's I can't keep taking these hits. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I think. Uh, uh, well, the AC was uh, almost a month ago at this point, right? Uh, maybe. I, About. Uh, it, it, it's hard. The weeks have all blurred together, Kidder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what is this? What I would June? suggest. Uh, <laughs> sure. What I would suggest is call up uh, your favorite appliance store and have them uh, pre-order something for you a month down so then when the next appliance goes out it's already set for delivery so then you don't have to wait at all just like yep this thing crapped out so <clears throat> new one's here tomorrow no problem you know i i would be all for that the uh man the thing about it is like i all of the appliances that we have that came with the house have been great you know i, I understand like they're breaking down but like we haven't had like a major like it's not like we hated the dishwasher it's like okay the dishwasher does pretty well we're, we're happy with it the only appliance that we kind of dislike is the uh is the fridge because it's one of those side by side ones and so like it's all your food like it's deep but all your food is like here so it's oh i, I hate it i absolutely hate it that thing that will probably live for like 30 years knowing my luck on this stuff yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you could just so. go, <clears throat> just go replace it anyway. 
Yeah, but then we'll, yeah, it, it, but that seems wasteful. You need a beer fridge, right? Another I have one. Beer. I have a beer fridge. It works just but fine. Thank have, you. But, but does it have an ice maker and a water spout in it? <laughs> Why do I need an ice maker and a water spout for my beer fridge? You got to so, class up the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, too soon. Oh, yeah. I did, I'm trying just, here. I'm trying. Does, does, the, does the triple B beer fridge, does that have an ice maker and, uh, and a water spout? Uh, no, this one does not. I specifically got this one without the freezer section. So then I can put more beverages inside it. Because mm. mm. mm-hmm. I want a nice frosty beverage. It just doesn't have to be frozen. Yeah. Oh, gosh, what did my dad drink recently? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go, Kidder. I got a beer review from... Uh, well, actually, I don't really have a beer review from my dad, the uh, king of cheap beers. It's from my mom, actually. <laughs> uh, you see, Kidder, my, uh, my parents stopped by uh, and such. My dad, of course, always raids my beer fridge, which is fine. But he wanted a cheap beer. He didn't want one of my podcast beers. He didn't want one of my fancy beers. He didn't want he wanted a cheap beer. And I'm like, I. He's like, what do you got for cheap beer? I'm like, well, I got Bud Light, but I also have these uh, Leiden Kugels uh, Lemon Haze IPAs. And uh, he's like, oh great, I'll take one of those. So he drank that, and he didn't really give me any comments. So I don't have that. But he made my mom uh, take a swig because apparently that's been part of his new thing in retirement with each new cheap beer is uh, to make my mom take a swig and uh, to gauge her reaction to it. And uh, Kidder, it was uh, pretty close to the, some of the faces I made tonight with the uh, uh, the White Claw. So <laughs> there you go. A, a rare, very rare beer review from uh, my mom. And uh, they recently gave me a beer for the show, although it'll be a while before I get to it. Uh, it's one that you've had. It's from um, the Wasatch Brewery. It's the Devastator. It's like a plum beer. You might remember it. If I had if I had the local geeks beer spreadsheet, I could tell you exactly when you had it. But, uh, you know, future Howard will probably look it up and put a link in all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I still wouldn't remember. Have we got to that point, Kidder? We've now drank in so many beer on this show that uh, you know we're we're starting to lose it. I don't know if we ever had it, but I mean, it's good that somebody put a list together. <laughs> you know, Kidder, I, I was I, I I told you I was in that list uh, as I was doing some editing. You are coming up on a hundred beers or a hundred drinks consumed on the show. I'm still like in the eighties, but like, like you're, you're coming up on a hundred <clears throat> drinks on the show. So I better kick it up another notch, get to 200 before you make it to one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know that you'll get quite that far, but uh, I mean, I'm only like, Oh, I, I am not even 10 behind you, but I'm <laughs> not I think it was 10. like, I forget what it was. I, I'm in the eighties, you're in the nineties. So, mm. so yeah, you're coming up on a uh, hundred drinks consumed on the show. 
hundred alcoholic drinks. That is right. Well, okay. I mm. I was going to say oh, that part oh, because um, because I I don't know that the the uh, local geek with his uh, spreadsheet programming put in a differentiator to determine whether it was an alcoholic drink or not. Oh, no. Well, <clears throat> I mean, he's going to have to go back, start over, just scrap it. Well, I mean, it would be as simple as putting in a column in there and like putting a mark or such if it's alcoholic versus non-alcoholic. I mean, it would be doable. Um. And knowing him and his uh, programming skills, I mean, he would do it much faster than you and I would. So he's probably already done it. <laughs> <laughs> he just knows. We're, we're going to get a comment on this show. It's like, guys, I already figured that out. I already did it. You're good. Thanks for doubting me. <laughs> well, we didn't have you in a computer one or two down, so then we could borrow your text that you did to program what you were supposed to program and then pass it along on the server to the next person with a couple changes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. The local geek. The reason Howard and Kidder were able to get through computer programming. Yay! <laughs> So I think with that, we should probably have something to drink. <laughs> uh, let's let's do it. What's on tap round two? Because also the next topic on this sheet is WWE. So, yes, let us drink. And uh, Kidder, uh, this, this one comes from you, from Iowa. Uh, it's a cider. So tell us about this, this brew that you're going to make me consume. Yeah, buddy. So I've had this before. Uh, a few years ago, and maybe even a couple of years ago again, but uh, really enjoy this. The cost of it went up quite a bit since the last time I had it. I have to mention that, but you know what? It is really good, and this might even be one that you like, possibly, because it's a cider, so fruit is acceptable. So again, as you can see the front of it, very classy packaging here and labeling the Jefferson country cider works tart and fruity session hard cider. And, uh, you know, it's a new American cider. So there there's that berry session. And some of the other information on it is that it is handcrafted and packaged by Jefferson County Cider Works LLC on location at Fairfield, Iowa, as we continue our trip across Iowa with the various beverages. Each batch is handcrafted, which means flavor may vary much like the climate and seasons. We embrace diversity. So this is a sparkling hard cider. It's gluten free. Keep refrigerated, serve cold, and share with friends. Look at what we're doing. It's, we're doing what it tells us to do. Pack it in, pack it out, please recycle. The ingredients in it include hard cider, blueberry and blackberry concentrate, blueberry and blackberry extract, and sulfates added to protect flavor and quality. It is 4% alcohol by volume, and yes, you see the pounder 
right in front of you, 16 full ounces in this here can, which equals the 475 milliliters. So, Howard, I heard you crack it open. Mm-hmm. How uh, do you uh, think the smell is? Your first impression there? Well, Kinder, I mean, it definitely smells of berries. Um, I do have to ask, Kinder, do these guys make other ciders? Like other flavors? I think they do. Then why the hell did you bring me blueberry? Because <laughs> I love the berry. That's why. <clears throat> yeah. I love the berry. Me, me and blueberry drinks on this show have not gone well. So. Oh, I know. But I don't think I brought you any of the other ones, did I? Uh, you gave me a Pabst Blue once. That was. Oh. Yeah, you didn't like that. No. There's something wrong with you, though. (laughs) So cheers to you and cheers to Iowa. Cheers waiting for my opinion. Well, it's better than the White Claw. I mean, not that that was a high bar to to uh, defeat, but um, I, I can't say like I enjoy a, a, a good cider every now and then, but I, I I just don't know that I'm digging the berry flavor of this kidder. Mm. Like it's not terrible; it's just not a flavor I really like enjoy so it's not bad but it's not spectacular if that makes sense hmm mm-hmm. yeah well, a couple things that would make this a lot better <clears throat> is uh, number one uh, we had it you know, a month ago, fresher. And then uh, number two, if we were outside hanging out on Rude Boy Kyle's deck, nice toasty 85 degrees, sipping this tall boy. Mm-hmm. Mm, so outside deck is required. And no, heat. No, outside really. deck and heat. You sure? Because I mean, I, I have a deck. And it's outside. I mean, I could I could run up there quick and you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see if that improves the taste. What you should have done is uh, uh, let's go back in time, <clears throat> right when you finished up tooling around out in the yard, <laughs> and then crack it open. <laughs> Woo! This is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said, it's not terrible. It's not like I. Uh, it's not like I hate it. It's just kind of more of a. It's one of those like if you did put like this and maybe like um, oh an Ace Pineapple cider, like in the same cooler. I'm reaching for the Ace Pineapple before this. It's not to say it's bad. It's just not my favorite cider. So. Well, you know, <clears throat> I. Uh, 
most of the time wood as well because I love the ace pineapple but you know I I don't get this often in fact last year when we went to Iowa I don't think I remembered or saw these because uh, they come in a four pack <clears throat> so they were either out didn't have any weren't making them at the time whatever the case was or I just missed them but uh, I saw it again and I got excited so uh, the other thing I have to mention is that very disappointed they didn't have the mountain time yeah I'm sorry they had the multi-pack which had three freaking IPAs in it and Mountain Time. I said, I'm not going to buy this shit. <laughs> I want four of the cans in there. The rest of it I'd throw out. I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I get you on that. I, I, I get you on that. Um, oh, I was going to go somewhere with that. The thought left my head, Gitter. I had a really good thought, a really good point. It was mm. with the multi-pack. I I forget what it was even about. It it completely left my mind. Uh oh. But if I remember it, I remember it. But I, I will say, kid. I mean, thanks for sharing. I'm enjoying the experience. Like I, I always like trying new beer. Well, I usually enjoy trying new beverages. <laughs> um, I oh. always usually kind of. I got it. It came back to me. Um, Kidder, you might remember a couple episodes ago, I had that uh, White Wing from Shiner. Uh, I came to learn that is one of the three beers in the new Shiner Heat Wave variety pack, which uh, we drank that Heat Wave variety pack last year, and the three beers in it are famously known as the Triple B of Doom. So I've already had one of the beers out of the new Heat Wave pack, and it's terrible. I hate to say it. I have a second one in my fridge, um, so I'm only missing the third one. Um, but uh, fans can look forward to Howard as he finishes the uh, the new Heat Wave uh, pack. Um, the thing I have to say is, are you really missing it? Yes, Kidder. A completionist. Even in suffering, I'm a completionist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> well, it's, it's your party. <laughs> oh, come on. You'll enjoy the suffering. Maybe just yeah. a little. Speaking of suffering, Gitter, let's mm-hmm. talk some WWE. <laughs> Funny story for you. <clears throat> I got the DVR figured out, as in sorted out, because I know how to work the DVR. And as uh, you may recall from last week's episode, the DVR just decided to not record SmackDown anymore. I don't know if it just gave up or what. So I deleted that series recording, created a new one. Tonight, SmackDown successfully recorded. I didn't necessarily need it to record because I watched it live. Yeah. By the 45-minute mark, I fell asleep for a good 45 minutes <laughs> and I got more out of my little nap than 
anything that was on because you know you kind of know what's going on you're half awake but you're more more asleep than not so the biggest thing summer slams coming up as this uh episode is released summer slam is tomorrow as in july 30th a live premium event on saturday and as we record this two weeks early the Ticket packages are still available. So if you want to go to SummerSlam tomorrow, you might still be able to get tickets for it, which is kind of interesting to say, you know, because SummerSlam's like sold out weeks or months in advance. And this year in Nashville, it's, it's not. But anyway, they had a match, a singles match, on SmackDown again uh, from one of the Usos versus uh, one of the Street Profits to figure out a special guest referee for their championship match at SummerSlam. Sami Zayn was also in commentary as a side note, has his arm in a sling. But would you like to take a guess at who the special guest referee will be at SummerSlam. No, because I don't have a clue. Think about <clears throat> where it's located. Nashville. Mm -hmm. Think about it being SummerSlam. Think about it being uh, this match and the match at Money in the Bank with... Uh, I know you didn't know about tonight's, but you knew about Money in the Bank's uh, ending with the shoulder being off the mat. So mm -hmm. now... The Usos and the Street Profits have each had it happen to them, making it even more necessary to have a special guest referee at Summer Bummer. I know it really doesn't help uh, with any of that. Really, the, the biggest clue would be Nashville. Jeff Jarrett? Well, that's a damn good guess because, yes, it is J-E-double-F. J-A-R-R-E-T-T, -E Jeff Jarrett, the WWL Famer, will be the special guest referee. Kind of out of left field. Uh, you know, uh, well, I was going to say, I had heard that he was back working with the WWE. So, and yes, the Nashville was kind of the, the kicker on that one. So... Because as much as it and as interesting as the it would be for the honky tonk man to be back or even the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And I don't know if either of them would want a special guest referee with this one. Yeah, and I don't think the honky tonk man was from Nashville, Memphis, maybe not Nashville. Yeah, up the road, mm. not to be confused with my son, Cody Rhodes. Who apparently is, you know, with his injury, the doctors are apparently uh, telling him to make sure he waits it out and doesn't jump ahead in the rehab because it'll be bad for him in the long run. But obviously he wants to return sooner than later. So there's that. Uh, Big E, speaking of injuries, good news. Big E's rehabbing and is hoping to be back in the ring within the next few months. 
no permanent damage, no broken anything, just some rehab. Very good news for Big E because that would have been terrible to have uh, his career ended like that. I mean, it's thankful that he didn't die, for, but, <clears throat> you know, having a broken freaking neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, good Good that he's going to be back. I, I'm glad. Hopefully they'll do something with him, though. That'll be the question. What will they do with him? Yeah, it'll <clears throat> probably... Uh, with the new day, they are now feuding with the Viking Raiders, who have tweaked their gimmick and are big, bad, and angry, and have uh, mascara. So they're the Goth Viking Raiders. I don't know. Is it a pattern like the Illuminati or something? I <clears throat> I don't know. But still. They're, they're the Viking Raiders, and they're like, you know, and they talk on the microphone. They're like, Arr! doesn't fit. It's just kind of weird. Stay off the microphone. Or just keep doing Arr! something. Anyway, there's that. And then I think the biggest update, and you had put this <clears throat> on the sheet and I had seen it at the same time. Uh, very excited for, I don't know why, but uh, the end of the PG era of WWE as they uh, look to return to the TV 14 era. A little bit more scandalous content, potentially. And I, I don't know if you saw it, but the report is that they were going to start it Monday for Monday Night Raw. But in an update I saw this evening, they had talked about it and the potential for it to be reviewed will start on Monday and may happen over the next couple couple months. Uh, you know, Kidder, I did put this on the run sheet. I, I listened to some commentary on this, and I kind of agree with it. It really doesn't matter um because what does it really mean to be out of the pg era uh the commentator i was listening to as he put it he goes everybody that he has heard talk about it talks about oh if they weren't in the pg era you know things would be better if they weren't pg things would be better if it, you know and really what does going up to tv 14 really mean it means they might swear a little bit more but that's about it. And it, you're not going to see a change in that because even when you look at some of the, the times that people even assume were not um, PG, uh, they were. Um, like there's the famous uh, run where um, SmackDown was being helmed by Paul Heyman and it actually surpassed Raw in the ratings. And at that time, SmackDown was the PG show, and uh, Raw was the more edgy content. So it's, uh, or at least it was supposed to be the more edgy content. So I don't really think this is going to change anything. I don't think it's going to make the product any better. I don't, it, it, yeah, I, I. I think this is another like non-issue, and I'd almost 
in a very callous way, say that this is just a new thing that they're putting out there that changes the narrative and basically gets people talking about that instead of things they don't want you talking about. You know, like the Vince McMahon scandal. But that's yep. just my take. Yep. I I agreed. I don't think uh, much of anything's going to change. You know, maybe a little bit here and there, edgier content uh, to a minimal degree. But yeah, 2008 is when the PG era officially began. So you think about the product in 2008 and the quality of it. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you think about it, most of CM Punk's run, like his big run, was in the PG era. It and people do talk favorably about his run. I mean, as champion and such. But again, that's that's part of it. Good writing, good storytelling is what keeps people watching. It doesn't matter if you're PG or PG, you know, or TV fourteen. That that's not going to save your product. You need people to actually write good stories and people will then care. You know, that that's what matters. People want a good story. They want it entertaining. I mean, when you really think about what professional wrestling is, you know, it's a it's a mock fight. And you think about an action movie or things that you've seen. You know, there's always kind of like the unnecessary fights in action movies, and they're always kind of like, eh, and they're never as good as the last fight of the movie, which is usually, you know, it has all of the tension, has all the story you've built to that fight. You want to see it. You know, it's the same here. You want to see these, these great feuds. You want to see these great matches. You want you know, to see FTR versus the Young Bucks for four different titles, you know. <laughs> That's what people want to see. It's that build up to something like that. And, and the problem is, is that WWE is in this habit of 50-50 booking, you know. Oh, we had the screwy finish where the Usos beat the Street Profits at the pay-per-view. So now we're going to let the Street Profits beat the Usos in a screwy finish. And now, hey, look, now we're having yet a third match. I mean, it's just this 50-50 booking. It just doesn't work. So, yeah, switching it up and going, hey, guys, we're going from PG to, to PG or to TV 14. Mm. It's going to be slightly edgier. Yeah. But, you know, like they're not going to get back. Like people think that this is going to mean a return to like the Attitude Era. And it's there were times where they were TV 14 that sucked. I think we can all think back to like the invasion angle. <laughs> right. I, I didn't completely mind it. I thought that it could have been better, but right. But it, it wasn't that great. And it actually, it's, it's where uh, the commentary I was talking about. It's part of why that was probably in my mind. Like you watch this, like, the start to the decline in the popularity of like raw and such. Like it didn't, like it started losing people about then was during the invasion angle. Cause there was some stuff in there that people just didn't care for. It wasn't as great. The storytelling wasn't as solid. 
And that's that was during TV 14. So it just, yeah, the rating doesn't make the product good. You know, you can have kids movies that are amazing and make you feel things and be wonderful storytelling. You know, it is possible. It doesn't always have to be a, you know, a PG 13 or a rated R movie to be excellent. So a rating doesn't make it good. It's the writing, the storytelling, all of that. So that's, that's my take on it. Get her. It's just, isn't going to matter. It's just something to maybe get people a little excited. They're going to be tuning in, expecting it to be the return of the attitude era. And it's like, it's not going to be that. It's just, it's, it's not. Yeah. Not the second of Howard's hot takes for the show. I don't think that's so much a hot take. That's uh, I think some well thought out analysis. But I, I do have a, a banger of a hot take that I'll give later. So make sure if, if you're just tuned in for the wrestling talk, hey, stick around for the rest of the show. There's a great hot take coming up. Okay. <laughs> I should have just let I should have just let you sit there. <laughs> um <clears throat> okay. Wrestling. First of all, as we mentioned, tomorrow, as this is released, SummerSlam, Summabama. We'll have full coverage. Watch for the show and recap, and we'll go from there. Then we skip the best month of the calendar year, August, and go straight to September 3rd, another Saturday live premium event, overseas the Clash at the Castle. We'll see how that goes. Then, Saturday night's main event, October 1st. Yes, WWE travels to Bismarck, North Dakota, the Bismarck Event Center. Tickets on sale now at etix.com and bismarckeventcenter.com. The cheap seats, uh, by the way, are like 19 bucks. So good family family value. If you want to get close, try and get front row, whatever the case is, then uh, you pay for the premium seat. But you don't get to take it home like at the pay-per-views. I hope that this is one of the shows that they broadcast because it is a Saturday night's main event. And you and I both know Saturday night's main event has been broadcast in the past, at least even in the replay sense. So hopefully it's on the network and then uh, we'll get to see us, me on there. I'll wear something bright. I don't know. And then October 8th, another Saturday, another live premium event. It is Extreme Rules. So there's your WWE news. Anything else WWE before moving forward? No. I just enjoy that. The blackberry and the blueberry. Is it getting better for you anyway? Uh, You're like halfway through it. No? Okay. Nope. That's disappointing. All right, let's move on to all elite wrestling AEW. <clears throat> I gotta get one of those low pro- profile mic booms like Rude Boy Kyle has, and I'll sit down here. But then I'll probably just <laughs> I'll probably run into it more. I don't know. 
I need a, I need a, I need a studio. That's what I need. Howard Blues, you need to win the lottery. I'd say I need to win the lottery, but I never win a damn thing. So you need to win the lottery. So then we can have a friggin' set for this show and make it, you know, quality hmm. or something. I'll get, I'll get right on that. Thanks. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll right, right as soon as I finish watching Pacific Rim Kidder, I'll get right on that. Cheap bastard. <laughs> Fine. Okay. All Elite Wrestling. This week uh, on Dynamite, so Wednesday, they began their Fighter Fest. They're doing four episodes of Fighter Fest between Dynamite and Rampage. So two of each episode will feature Fighter Fest. And the kickoff match was Orange Cassidy and the new TNT champion, Wardlow. It was a fantastic match. It's on YouTube. You need to go watch it. Obviously, Orange Cassidy and his uh, normal hilarious shenanigans, but it was just a quality match. There were some super, super crazy counters. It was just a great match. Uh, in fact, I was telling a coworker today, not Lane, because he was out today. He was too good to be at work. Mm. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, anyway, as a side note there, uh, I told him about Orange Cassidy. And so he went to YouTube and looked, and it happened to be this match that came up. And I enjoyed watching it a second time. So just... If you get a chance, and I'm sure because Howard now probably wants to watch at least part of it, so he'll find it on YouTube, and then it'll most likely be in the show notes. So, of course, while you're clicking around, clicking buttons, please subscribe, please like, and share uh, this video and help us out. But uh, Orange Cassidy Wardlow, fantastic match on Dynamite to kick off Fighter Fest, and... Uh, I suppose I could give you the final of the match, or you could just go see it for yourself. We'll keep it a surprise. It's, it's, it's also on, on this platform, on the video version, YouTube. So it's there. Also, at the end of uh, Dynamite, there is a triple threat for the tag team titles, the AEW World Tag Team titles, which, as you may remember from the last AEW pay-per-view, that Jungle Express lost the tag titles to the Young Bucks. Well, this tag team triple threat match included the Young Bucks as well as Swerve in Our Glory. That's Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee and uh, our friends Ricky Stocks and uh, uh, Mr. Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs. This was a good match, too. Lots of back and forth, lots of uh, moves and spots that they did. Turns out, at the end of the match, the one, two, three, Swerve in Our Glory, your new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Kind of crazy, but 
it was a good match as well to close out the first night of Fighter Fest. So another wa- uh, match to at least catch the highlights of. <clears throat> there. <laughs> yeah, I actually heard some commentary about this kidder. Um, don't expect uh, Swerve and Keith Lee to hold these for long because everybody wants the Young Bucks to have a, that title so that you can get the Young Bucks versus FTR for four different tag team titles. That would be a hell of a match. So um, expect yeah, to have a I mean, pay-per-view can, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not crazy on the Young Bucks. Because uh, they do, you know, a lot of super kicks. They do some good moves, but I'm not crazy on them. I'm not like, oh my god, look at the Young Bucks, you're the best tag team. Oh, no, no, no. FTR right now is at 100% the best tag team wrestling in wrestling right now. They are now seven-time champions, as in they've held seven seven different tag titles across promotions, which I don't know if it's the most. I don't know if it's getting close to the most, but they are really good. Howard's going to do a little fact-checking. He's curious. I'm curious, but really, as... As it turns out, just watching FTR, they're they're awesome. I love their mic skills. I love their in-ring skills. And I love how they're doing what they can to promote the business. You know, professional wrestling. Top guys out. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, I'm, I was quickly trying to look. I do believe that you would have the. Uh, I think it's going to end up being the uh, Road Warriors are actually the most. I'm not finding a quick and easy thing that says that's the case. Well, you know, when it comes down to it, they uh, they're kicking ass. Yeah. Oh, I I'm. Not saying that you know FTR is not great. I I enjoy the heck out of them. I just I don't think they've quite earned as many titles as the Road Warriors uh, have. But give them time. Give them time. They can do it. The only other piece of uh, AEW news that I have. Well, I suppose I could mention uh, uh, Christian Cage. And Luchasaurus are now heel tag team because Christian Cage, after uh, Jungle Express lost the tag titles, turned on Jungle Boy, beat the crap out of him, and he's been out. And Luchasaurus is now evil. <laughs> so Christian Cage has been cutting some really good promos. If you can find some of those promos, I would suggest watching there uh, some of those because. He uh, he cut some damn good promos. So enjoy that. And again, as I was saying, the last piece is uh, All Out. AEW All Out. That's coming up Sunday, September 4th. 
Yes, the day after Clash at the Castle, so we will have double coverage that weekend. And of course, we'll be, we will be up even later <clears throat> into September 5th because AEW doesn't do their stuff early and will probably be done at 11 p.m. Central Time. There's that. Yeah. A lot of wrestling news. A lot of wrestling news. So I got to ask, because we've never done this on the show, the if you could, almost call it a game. <laughs> and I see a very long sigh. <sighs> I wanted to throw this out there. You know why? Because it's banter worthy. So if you could. Let's just start. Place to travel. If you could travel anywhere, any place, just no worry about the cost, the travel time. Where would you like to go? Hmm. And and I, I'm, I'll say, Kidder, I've been looking at this list, trying to formulate some of these uh, answers. Um, you know... I think for me, if I could go and travel and visit a place, I would love to get over to like, gosh, it's either kind of like England, Ireland, Scotland, you know, that area. I love the countryside there. New Zealand would be the other place. Um, so those are the ones that came to mind. How about you? <clears throat> Those are good places. For me, uh, two places really come to mind that I haven't been to, and that would be Norway and uh, the Caribbean. Some nice tropical island. Maybe a resort where all-inclusive and maybe not so many people just... Enjoying the nice hot weather and some cold beverages on the beach. Just listen to the waves and the seagulls and just relax. Sounds really good. <sighs> How about a time period that you would like to witness? I, I was going to ask, so is this like you go back in time and you're there and you're experiencing it all? Or this is more like you're watching like through a TV almost like nobody's going to interact with you and such. Let's uh, think of it as like uh, Dr. Who go back in time. You interact with people and you're there. You experience it. Mm. You don't necessarily have the ability to change what's happening, but you're there. You experience it. Mm. Truthfully, Kidder, as much as I'm a history guy, there's no period in time I really would want to go back to. And I, I say that because we live in a in such a great time. You know, we have vaccines for diseases. We have running flushable toilets. We, it, you know, uh, the thing is, you go back into the past and it's filled with a lot of hardships and such. And there's just, yeah. There's not a period that I like, I'm like, 
boy, I'd love to go back and experience the 1800s. No, I wouldn't. No. I kind of like it here. So that that's that's my actual answer to that. Whenever people are like, if you could go back at a time at any time, it's like, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like to go back and get stuck there. Uh, really, what, what my question would be is... Uh, you know, maybe uh, events that you're very curious about. So, like the time period when King Arthur was around to see if he really pulled Excalibur out of the stone or got Excalibur out of the lit. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever you really believe with whether Excalibur was in the stone or the lady from the lake gave it to him. Stuff like that. <clears throat> so, I would like to see that. Uh, same thing with the time frame of Jesus being around. You know, do the fast forward kind of time pieces that uh, the Bible hit on. I would like to see that because essentially the physical proof that everybody is looking for with the belief of what happened and what really happened. And then even going back to dinosaurs, what the hell did dinosaurs actually look like? Were they big, mean, and green and gray, or were they like aliens? Stuff like that. that that's what I would, would like to see. And then even uh, just for historical context, witnessing the different uh, major wars, you know, War of 1812, the go forward to World War One and World War Two, just aerial views, be there, experience everything as it happened, you know, that sort of thing. Part of the, the joy of history is that we don't know all the answers. You know, we don't have it 100% right we never will we're always finding new things we're always discovering new things i don't know it takes some of the fun out of it for me all right <clears throat> next one a food to eat and by this i mean something that you have never had and potentially uh, don't have access to but maybe you've seen or heard about it through your historical dealings. I, you know, it wouldn't be that I, to me. And it, I, I'm not going to name a dish like one specific dish, but Kidder, I would, I'll put it this way. I would always love, and it would be one of those great things to be one of those judges. on like one of those like high quality, like cooking competition shows. So that's why I can't like tell you like, well, I'd love to have this. It's like, oh, I would just love to be on like what like I've been watching Iron Chef lately. Like, I'd love to be like the guest judge on that for an episode and get to just try that like super amazing creative food that you know you just let's face it. I mean, the people who cook on that show are amazing at what they do. That would be it. It would be I would love to just be like a guest judge on something like that and get to try uh, what's actually being produced. So that's my answer to that one. I like it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, being a judge on guys, grocery games or beat Bobby flay. That would be fun because that food always looks tasty. Uh, I think if for me, a uh, food that I would want to try that, you know, I don't really have access to would be, and I don't have a specific answer just because I don't really know what it is, but, uh, I'd like to try it. There's food that I haven't had from the various areas of the planet that, uh, are less traveled, Maybe a little weird, but uh, hopefully good tasting because just like this show and trying different beers, I like to try different foods from different nationalities and countries and cultures and really give it a shot. Do you remember on our trip to New York and the East Coast, the uh, uh, Chinatown restaurant that we ate at? Do you remember getting the uh, smorgasbord <laughs> for lack of a better term of like the s- standard cultural landmark foods. Yeah, I, I do remember that because that was the trip kitter that I made it a point uh, to eat kind of the food that every city was known for. So, you know, you had to have uh, like a slice of New York pizza mm-hmm. Um you had to have uh, a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia. And I you better believe it. I waited on the street in the morning because we were only in Philadelphia for the morning for a food vendor to open up so I could get a Philly cheesesteak at like 10 in the morning so I could do that. You know, but like Boston, I had to have clam chowder because Boston clam chowder. You know, it was, it was things like that. So, yeah. But I remember, yes, the Chinese food in New York in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some of it was very interesting, but uh, some of it really, really wasn't at the same time because it just wasn't um, something I was used to at the time. Uh, I hadn't at that point ever had traditional Asian food. And so it was very, very foreign, very outside to me. But now I wish I could go back. And I could do it again because I guarantee I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. But yeah, I love this. This is great. This is fantastic stuff like that, uh, which at the restaurant KJ Dim Sum at the Rio in Las Vegas, the, the way that they have it set up is they bring carts around and you can still order off of a menu on top of it. But with the carts, they have a huge variety of things. And I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> what they have because it's like everything. It's just great. You get these plates and they're like, yep, okay. And you get this and they write it down. And, and then soon it's, you know, $80 that you've spent, but it's worth it. <laughs> and it's damn tasty. I, I enjoyed everything. Oh, and if you want uh, some, <laughs> What did we get? Egg drop soup. I really wanted egg drop soup. Make sure that you have four or five, six people there because they bring out a bowl of egg drop soup. And yes, I ate 
90% of that bowl of egg drop soup plus the rest of our food. Why? Because I wasn't going to let it go to waste. Yeah. Uh, I was full. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. Um, how about a vehicle? Vehicle to drive. And this could include land, sea, air, space, whatever. Uh, well, mine is actually a, a car kitter, but it's a VW thing. I don't know if you're familiar with the VW thing. I don't remember at this point, but it's a it's a pretty crazy vehicle. I'll I'll put a photo up or uh, I won't. Future Howard will, but it's uh okay. it's quite the uh, the beast of a vehicle. Can run somewhat submerged. Mm-hmm. How about you, kitter? Vehicle to drive. <sighs> you know, kind of tough because uh like to drive uh, an M1 Abrams tank. That'd be fun. Like to fly an A10 Warthog. That'd be fun. I'd like to drive a Halo Warthog because I know I could handle it better than in the game. <laughs> and I wouldn't have your assholeness sitting there th- throwing a grenade under it to get us blown up off a freaking cliff. <laughs> Because we don't have checkpoints. Um, And then, of course, uh, a Type 10 shuttlecraft from Star Trek. And you know what? It would be fun to fly the Defiant as well. Uh, How about as you being a movie buff? What movie would you have liked to have starred in see and i don't even know that i'd want to star in a movie you know i i would but much have rather to now but yeah it just, uh, see no I, <laughs> I would i'd much rather be like the you know a much smaller part you know in a in a movie you know like a particular series i i don't have one you know but i'd be okay like being like in a bond film and just being like Extra who gets shot at some point, you know, I'd be fine with that. I was extra number three. Bond shot me. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. listen, I mean, it, hey, Daniel Craig was in Star Wars as a stormtrooper, you know, I, I'll be okay. Like, and then, like, since Bond, he was a star, you know, a stormtrooper in Star Wars. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd be okay with something like that, you know, just to have that. You know, like small bit part of like, oh, look, I'm the guy who gets shot right there. I'd be fine with that. That would be enough of experience for me. I don't need the uh, the highfalutin criticism that comes with starring in a movie. You know, I don't need that. That Howard Blues is a hack. You know, I don't I don't need that. You know, push me off a cliff, put the classic Wilhelm scream and I'm, I'm good. <sighs> you know, for for me, I think. uh I would like to be in a Star Trek movie. I know it's very shocking. Very, very shocking. Incredibly, incredibly shocking. Yeah. Maybe an admiral. Just not one of the evil admirals. Along the movie lines, here's one. You being a previous filmmaker. And this, not uh, along the lines of a reboot, but... If you had the power to go back a movie that you didn't quite like, but you wanted to change. So then the changes you made, 
that's the movie. What what movie do you think it would be? Uh, you know, Kidder, so I was sitting here thinking about that, and I was going to give you the answer of, you know, I wouldn't change any movie, even the ones that were tough on the franchise, because, you know, I, I believe in the artist's vision of, like, even if I didn't like it, I agree with it. But then I, I realized, wait, no, there is one. There is one scene in one movie that I would change because I think it would be so much better. Um, and that would be in episode three of the Star Wars. There's the, the famous scene. It's at the very end of the movie where, spoilers, but man, if you haven't seen it by now, um, when Darth Vader learns of what happened to Padme is the first time he's Darth Vader and he does that Frankenstein no I would so not have him say anything but just change the visual to just him standing there that classic breathing that classic And just watching like everything in that room get crushed and destroyed as he's just using the force to just destroy the room. To me, so much more awesome than the Frankenstein. No. So that would be the one change I would make. I like it. Oh, I, and uh... Star Trek, all of the ones before the 2009 one. So there are more lens flares. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh um okay fine you want you want you want to play with Star Trek then fine <laughs> I w- I would remake Star Trek Nemesis and remove the whole yep uh, the Romulan Star Empire cloned Captain Picard to replace him and take over the Federation flagship to then get promoted like that. That's such a lame plot of uh, why are you looking at me like that? Wait, was that actually the, the, the plot of that movie? I, it's 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 an underlying plot. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. And then he gets mad and like, well, fine. If if I can't do it, then I'm going to kill both of us. And then they ram. Uh, yeah, well, technically, Picard rams the ship into the scimitar, the Enterprise into the scimitar, and they're stuck, and then they're lifeless, and then yes, um, they activate the reactor, and then Data goes over, and spoilers, spoilers, Data, Data dies. Um, so I would completely rewrite that movie because... The whole beginning portion about another android being discovered was kind of interesting. Make it different. Like, Dr. Soong made another android, but it's a prototype android of Data. Go along that route. That would have been cool. And then how does it tie in to something else evil? Like, yeah, it could have been with the Romulans because of the uh, uprising of the Remans and the Romulans working together and then just make the whole rest of the movie better. 
The second one I would do is in the 2009 Star Trek movie, remove this stupid blowing up of Romulus. Oh my God, a black, uh, the sun went, whatever, so, uh, Romulus is gone. No. No. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Don't like it. There's that. All right. <clears throat> How about a game show that you would like to star on? I don't know. I've never had a desire to be on a game show. Although I will say it would be fun to run the temple and legend of the hidden temple, but I don't want to have to go through all the crap before that to do that. You mean the tempered games with yeah. Kurt Bog? Yep. Skip all of that. But to run the actual temple when I was a kid, that's what I want to do. Like I wanted to run that just at least once. So legend of the hidden temple will be fun. Uh, even like guts would be fun. But uh, I think the game show that I need to be on is press your luck. I figured that's where you were going to go. Big money, no whammies, no whammies. Big money, big money, big money. Stop. Or the classic from when they did whammy, the new press your luck. It was like a revision of press your luck. There were some contestants who were like, big money, big money, big money, no whammies. Go. Oh, it's stop. It's already going. You stop with the buzzer. That's why you get whammied because you suck. <laughs> we know that uh, you have a job that you mostly love. How about something else? <clears throat> what would you love to do? So, yes, I do love my job. Um, you know, and I, I, I did love teaching, but I, I was going to go here because this one will be kind of interesting. I have every once in a while um, thought if I could get a job where I didn't have to interact with guests, but like I would put up with if it, there would be some other stipulations with this. Like if I could find a job where I was doing something like stocking the shelves of a store, didn't have to interact with guests, could listen just to like an iPod while I do it. And just do nothing but that, just that tedious work of that. I kind of would be okay with that, you know? But just something about the the peacefulness of it. And in fact, I've I've known people who have owned stores and I have made that offer to them or managed stores and said, Hey, you know, do you need somebody who just comes in, counts inventory, doesn't have to interact with guests, just does something like that? But I'd be okay with that. As being a previous shelf stalker for one summer overnight, not interacting with guests. <clears throat> that sucked. <laughs> well, yes, but if I recall, Kitty, like you weren't allowed to like use your headphones. And I didn't say that it was necessarily overnight. I'm I'm saying like I, I I'm I'm saying like I could enjoy like a tedious thing like that if it was the right thing with the right stipulations. But that's very interesting for you. I, you know, it, it, I think part of it is I don't always like dealing with people. And so I think for me, there's something about just the secluded, don't have to deal with anybody, just do a simple job. And how about you? Alternative job. <clears throat> Construction worker as in heavy equipment operator. This should be no surprise to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our uh, 
I guess, really one or two projects out at the ranch. Hey, you need somebody to run a piece of equipment? This guy, I'll help you. I've always loved construction throughout the years. Watching different road construction shows or in real life, seeing them improve areas, create things. I dig it. I dig it. So, love to run some heavy equipment. Yeah. Okay. Here's a tough one for you. Your favorite alternative hockey team. You know, I'd have to say it's probably the Wild. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, listen, I I, know that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, they had Parisi for a while. I know they don't have him now, but, like, I kind of followed them when they had Parisi. Um, and I know he's now on the uh, the Islanders, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if, if the uh, the Colorado Avalanche didn't exist right now, I probably would follow the Wild. You know, just being honest in that, just due to where we're located and such. For me, I think it would be the Blackhawks having the strong ties with the uh, UND. Uh, I think uh, that's where I would go with that. Or potentially the hurricane, because you know, the weather. Probably the Blackhawks. Probably not the lightning. Probably the hurricanes, because you don't have too many hurricanes fans up here. <clears throat> so I probably do that throughout hockey time and space. Who would you like to have or would like to see? Play for the Avalanche. Mm. I mean, if you're pulling from all of hockey, I don't know how you don't say Gretzky on the Avs. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of an easy one. Okay. Any anybody but Gretzky or Bobby uh, Orr or <laughs> the anybody, great. You know what? I'll, I'll go I'll go modern because that'll be easier. I would love to see someone like a Connor McDavid, you know. I hear all sorts of great things about him. I think if he was on the right team, I think he would be even more of a threat. And I, I think he would help the abs out quite a bit. So there you go. Seems to score a bunch of goals against the avalanche. So there's that. Uh Uh It's a, it's a good pick. Good pick. I, I'd like to see what Jonathan Taves could do with the avalanche. You know, in a in a more modern era, I think that would be that would be crazy. Of course, Gretzky, Bobby Orr, you know, <laughs> yeah. with uh, those sorts of uh, time frames. But the, you know, really have to go '96 and beyond for the Avalanche being, you know, in play. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. And of course, I really want to get a bunch of the uh, old Fighting Sioux players. Onto the team, you know, get Jost back, get Parisi, get Taves. <laughs> the, the, those all seem like such easy picks that that's why I, I didn't go there. Um, right. Rocco Grimaldi. Grimaldi, if you're watching this, go back to the Avs. <laughs> Please don't play for a crap team like the Predators. Please. And Jost, don't play for the Wild. Do you never want to win a cup? Come on, man. Just take a pay cut. Go back. 
<laughs> you, you know, uh, Kidder, I, I have this down here, but since we're running long, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Wild traded Cam Talbot, their, their second goalie, to the Senators after their general manager was pretty hard on the record about, we are, no, no, we're going to have this great two-goalie system with Marc-Andre Fleury and Cam Talbot and all of that, and they re-signed Fleury for two years, and it sounds like Cam Talbot was pretty pissed about it and said, I don't want her anymore, and now he's now he's playing for the Ottawa Senators. So We're, uh, we're going to have to, in the next episode, go over uh, a lot of the off-season changes for the Avalanche because we're getting a lot of players from other teams, and, of course, with the cap, <clears throat> limit we uh need to you know offload other people's contracts so there's that right yeah. so we're gonna have to dive into it on the next episode a little bit more uh see what happens with some of the free agents out there like Kadri, because I think he's up to nine or 10 million, something like that. So there's a potential for him to get signed by the abs again, but they're going to have to trade some people to make room for the cap. Um, Let's see. How about a band that you'd like to play with? Well, I don't really have the musical talent to play with a band. Um, This is if you did. If I did, you had whatever talent that you would fit in like you would be the fourth or fifth member of whatever band that you want to play. I mean, there's so, there's such great ones. I mean, it would be easy to say blues traveler because I love their music. The struts just seem like a fun band to be uh, playing with, but I'll choose something different, something out there, something that probably most of our audience hasn't heard of. It's the Canadian new wave band, Doug and the slugs. They seem like a fun group of people, um, and I love their music as cheesy, uh, you know, as 80s Canadian new wave can be. So I'll throw that out there as a kind of a dark horse. That's very good. Uh, Obviously, the number one for me would be Metallica, right? I could be Lars Tuscan. (laughs) No problem. as for other bands, uh, you went with a Canadian band, so uh, I will also have to go with a, a Canadian band. The Tragically Hip. How about that for uh, for a good one, right? I know yeah. at least you know who the Tragically Hip are. I do know the Tragically Hip. Yeah, and of course yeah. it's sad that that you know their their lead singer ha- has uh, been gone for a few years already because. They made some good music throughout the uh, throughout the decades that they were around. Yeah, that's not playing with this. Yeah, I, what, are you, what are you doing? I, you know, Kidder, I I'm kind of a fidgeter person. I need something to do, so I have a, a a paint bottle here, and I've been sitting here flipping it and catching it in my hand. But uh, as you may have noticed, I drop it a lot, and so I keep having to pick it up. But um, I thought about painting tonight, but I, uh, I don't know. I instead I, wanted to drop it like it's hot. Well, I just, I, I'm at the, uh, what's called the ugly stage or like, like I know what I need to do on this, uh, model I'm painting, but 
I it's I kind of don't want to do it. So it's uh, mm. yeah, All right. I'll get there. Person to meet, and I didn't even go of like celebrity or important figure or whatever. Just who in history you want to have a conversation with? So I I've. I've had a very specific answer to this question for a long time. Um, and that would be, I would love Kidder the opportunity to go back and talk to my great grandfather. Um, he passed away before I really got into history. I think that there are so many things that I would have loved to have asked him if I could have, he served in world war two. He was in Italy. He, um, was wounded twice, including once being buried alive. There's some stories there. And I, I would love to, uh, there's so many questions I would love to ask and have that conversation with him about. And just, he was an interesting character, but yeah, he passed away before I was into history or even really before I would have known what questions to ask. So that has always been on my list. My, my great grandfather, I would, would love, to have that conversation with for me <clears throat> that one is kind of tough and i haven't really thought about it in a while i, I mean over the years i've, I've kind of thought about it you know uh, like to go back and uh, speak to like george washington abraham lincoln ben franklin you know what's their thoughts they're moments of genius, different things along those lines, right? You get the, uh, the, the question of why, why do you want the freedom like that? So those are all good opportunities. Um, there, there really isn't a, a lot of other famous people or influential people that I'm like, man, I got to go meet that person. But I think it'd be interesting to get, you know, those interviews um, along the same lines though, uh, as you, you know, getting to talk to your uh, great grandfather. Um, my one grandfather is still alive. My other is not. Um, I would like to go meet my grandfather who I never got the chance to meet, get to talk to him, uh, his experiences in Korea, just like my other grandfather. Um, he doesn't talk about him at all. So for both of them, I'd like to, be able to talk with them and get their stories, their interactions, what happened to them. Cause my grandfather, uh, on my dad's side was left for dead in Korea and was at one point stripped naked. He, cause he got blown up, uh, partially by a mortar shell and was left behind the, Koreans stripped him naked, took his weapons and his uh, like everything that he had. And uh, the following day, when the Americans and the Allied forces pushed back uh, in the front, they discovered that he was still alive, picked him up, 
pulled him back from the front and uh, actually shipped him to the Honolulu medical facility where he ended up spending, uh, I think, six to eight months in doing surgeries and rehab from uh, his injuries there in Korea. So it's, you know, a little bit of a reason why he doesn't talk about it, but I would for the ability to share that information would love to be able to sit down and talk with him, uh, both of them to learn about that. All right. Next one, a little bit more lighthearted. You know, we talk about wrestling on the show. So of all of the championships in all of wrestling, which one would you love the opportunity to put on your shoulder? You know, I've been I've been thinking about it, and I hate to give an answer that's like, you know, like I'm trying to have an answer for all these, but truthfully, Kidder, I don't know. I've never really desired to hold a wrestling title. Like it's mm. just, I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. I think I think partially that's because, like, I don't know. In all the times like that we have done stuff with wrestling or all of that, like that's never been a role. Like I've never said like i want to be the wrestler in the ring i i'm more of the ring announcer or the referee you know that that's always been the role i've looked upon and that i would want to do i i, I don't want to necessarily do that maybe it's because there's job security in that you know like they don't <laughs> fire those guys quite as often you know so i don't have to well, worry this, about being loved or hated <laughs> this one is you get a title shot for the title that whatever it is, you have the talent, you win that title. Boom. I, you are the champion. I, Any of them specifically stand out to you. The Divas no, title. I know. I, I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> like, like it, I, I'm sorry. It's like the one question where I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about having a title. I, they might have an, I don't care. A title somewhere i don't know yeah i just <laughs> like no. a tv title <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter I, it, yeah i it's, it's i don't know it's just never been a thing i've desired or wanted or anything like that how about you i think uh this is really tied between two of them and number one would be the undisputed title that brock lesnar held back in the 2002-2004 range uh, I really enjoyed that title for whatever reason. And then the second one, as you know, I already have a replica of it's the uh, ECW semi hubcap title, <laughs> the big gold uh, silver Phoenix title from ECW. I love the, the look of the title and I abs the, the graphic for it. Oh my lord! It was the best one out there. So it just yes, I want to hold that title. <laughs> He's laughing at me because he he knows. All right, uh, last one. And this one really again throughout. The time that uh, you can think uh, any of the wrestlers that you have enjoyed, if they could today 
come back and have another run as if it were their prime. So you take them out of time, plop them in today. I.e., as an example, let's just say Bruno Sammartino versus Kevin Owens. I, I mean, mine's simple because it, it would be Mick Foley. Mick Foley's career was kind of coming to an end by the time that I really kind of got back into it. So I would always, you know, he'd be the one. I would have loved to have seen him more in his prime. Very good. Very good pick. It would be good to see Foley again because Foley is God. For me, I never watched the old school wrestling. Like the 60s, 70s, 80s, any of the old school wrestling. I never watched any of that growing up. I got into wrestling in about 1997. So it was really SmackDown just just started. Raw was going for a little bit. And then some of the extra craziness from, you know, ECW and the other things and the attitude era, getting to watch all of that happen. Very exciting. If I today had to pick somebody out of time, first of all, Stone Cold. Stone Cold in his prime, have another uh, huge run and see what happens. You know, fight uh, the people today. Be very interesting to me. But even going back farther, got the chance to meet Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and to see him come back and have a run like he did at the WrestleMania three with Randy Savage mm-hmm. have a, a five-star match like that with wrestlers today and to have that ability and teach the wrestlers of today coming up. That would be great. Savage would be another one on that list for me to, to have prime macho man nowadays. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see what he could do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, if 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 Macho were were still around, I mean, that would be something very cool. Or even uh, Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior. You know, he. I don't want to say hey. what was uh, you know not quite the, the the same wrestler. He ran out. Destroyed left. <laughs> yeah, that was that was mostly because he was so winded by the time he got there to the ring that they had to keep his matches short. But I mean, if he, you know, think about uh, if he didn't get into all the steroids and the egomania and different things, right? Like if he had developed as a better wrestler. Yeah, I don't know about him. I don't know that he would have had the same appeal. I just throw it out there as a possibility. You know, what if the path hadn't diverged to the way it did? What if he became a a better big wrestler like Hulk Hogan, where he turned into Hulk Hogan? Well, I mean, he was supposed to be. He then got greedy, so he held Mm -hmm. McMahon up for more money, which is why he got fired. It's fun to talk about the the what ifs and have the purely speculation of all of that. Ricky Steamboat, 
even Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, right? Get to see those guys wrestle again. The four horsemen. Their prime. Come back. So I, I throw it out to you, the listener or viewer. If you're into wrestling, who would you have picked for any of these questions or places or vehicles? The whole list. Drop it in the comments because we'd love to hear from you. Next episode, we, if you have some comments, uh, we'll throw them on there. We'll talk about it. We'll interact with you. You know, it's not like one of those other famous shows where they just ignore your comments and could care less. We actually care about you, the listener or viewer. Well, Kidder, um, we've been going for a bit, so maybe we should just go out on a quick hot take. Do you want a hot take? Absolutely. You know, Kidder, uh, you would think with fast food that you would be able to keep things somewhat consistent. But I'm going to tell you right now, Taco Bell is the worst at keeping things consistent. I say this because I always order the same thing at Taco Bell, which is usually like three bean burritos. And I never know what I'm going to get. Sometimes they're big, monstrous burritos full to the brim. Sometimes they're thin with hardly anything. Or like the disappointing surprise I got this week. For some reason, they put sour cream in it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. And boy, was it disappointing. Kind of like whenever I have to say, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. And it's time that we wrap this show up. With our usual cheap plugs. Okay. <clears throat> so the first of all uh, thing that we should talk about is our website, beerbluesbs.com. Beerbluesbs.com. Visit us there because everything Beer Blues and BS is there. Yes, the links to our audio pages, the video pages, our Facebook page, and the merch store. And to buy us a beer, that is all at beerbluesbs.com. Yes, just to touch on that, what are some things that are included there? The buy us a beer. Well, that does just what it says. You click that, you can buy us a beer or buy us a round, and then we will feature you, yes, you, right here on the episode, right here on the screen. Share your name and your comment, and thank you for helping us enjoy a little bit more enjoyment on the show with a beer or perhaps a round of beers and it's a great way to support the show we appreciate that next thing the merch store it's another way to support us not only by getting the quality threads but showing them off to your friends because everybody knows that a good triple b shirt is better than no shirt you can get that at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch store. Get uh, a lot of different quality merchandise from a t-shirt to a long sleeve shirt over to perhaps a sweatshirt or maybe some pants or a pint glass because you need a pint glass. It says beer, blues, and BS. You definitely need a pint glass. Maybe a sticker or a picture. You can hang on your wall, just like the rest of the stuff that I have behind me. BeerBluesBS.com. Click on merch. Okay, next piece to talk about where we are located. Well, we're all over the place. We're on YouTube. That's the video version of the show. We're also on 
every, pretty much every audio source that's out there for podcasts, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We are also on iHeartRadio. We're on Pandora, Stitcher FM. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on Spotify. How about tune in IMDB and player FM. That's just to name a couple. If you have an account with one of the audio services, search beer blues and BS and you, yes, you can be part of the beer blues and BS family. And we'd appreciate you supporting, subscribing and sharing please. And thank you. Other than that. Well, what else do we have to talk about our Facebook page? That's the main page as well to join us and join the info. Leave some comments, share it with your friends, beerbluesbs.com and Facebook. The link is there or search on Facebook for Beer Blues and BS. A couple of good brothers just helping you be entertained because we're entertained throughout this show. So that's about it for this episode of Beer Blues and BS. We really appreciate you joining us for this and every episode of the Triple B. For Howard Blues on the other end of this thing, I am the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Really appreciate you joining us for this episode and every episode. Make sure you make it a good one. Other than that, well, there's free beer tomorrow. Keep your glass at least half full. And we will catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Thanks again. See you on the next episode, Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I got a couple things added to the list there that'll get us through about five to ten minutes, so. <laughs> I'm sure so there'll that. be enough enough banter and such to, to carry through. We'll make up something. We'll remember something. We'll we'll figure out something we can talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm set for like two what's on taps tonight, and the what's on tap segment is usually about fifteen minutes. So there's a good thirty minutes of content sure. right there. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if I look in the fridge, I have tonight's first one, and then a second one, and then there's this one, this one, this one. I could have this one again, and then there's this one, this one, and this one, and I could do that one. And that's not even going into the hard liquor. So... (laughs)
I, you know what's funny, Kidder, is because of how like I'm on a single monitor compared to your like eight monitor setup. So like half my screen is this meeting, the other half's the run sheet. So when you mm. open the beer fridge, mm. unfortunately, where my image is on the uh, Google Meet, it covers mm. the beer fridge. Mm. So to me, it's just you pointing like behind me, going this one, this one, this one, this one. This one. It's all the more secretive to make sure that it is a shock when I pull the or beverage out of the fridge. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I've been finding it um, interesting. Like, I, I appreciate the local geek and his making of that spreadsheet. And I understand that his hope was like that we would kind of fill in <laughs> that spreadsheet. But I just always feel like I'm ruining the surprise when I do that. You know, like, you know, he's going to like sign in the next time he watches an episode and be like, oh, well, wow, two episodes from now, they drank that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't have that. No. So, I, I mean, I, I put some in because I feel like it was my turn to put some in. But at mm. the same time, it's like, man, I, I feel like I just... I feel like we've just like given the local geek a job. Yeah, what else yeah. does he have to do? I mean, make beer? That's... Raise a kid? Why would why would you ever want to do that? <laughs> you know what's even more crazy? Two of them. Having two. Yeah. 